We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. So, to hop right into it. Like I said, we got five Wongs and five games this week. Let's start with the Wong teasers. Like always, we're going to tease through the three and the seven. Only in the NFL, six-point teasers. We're going to tease all the combos. We're going to do the two-teamers, three-teamers, four-teamers, and five-teamers. And like I usually say, try to keep it one unit on the two-teamers and then maybe lower it. Each, each You go up. So maybe three-quarters of a unit on the three-teamers half unit on the four teamers and then maybe a half unit or quarter unit on the five teamers but make sure you lower it just because you're playing so many combos or if you want to gamble like i do sometimes just go one unit on everything but i don't know i like these this week we got five let's hop into them number one we got arizona cleveland it's in arizona they're plus two and a half so we're going to tease up to eight and a half I just don't like Cleveland all that much. Arizona's played hard all year. They haven't come out victorious very much. But they're moving in the right direction. They care more than other teams do in this spot. I just don't like Cleveland. I like Arizona at home. I love getting eight and a half. Feels too easy to me. And this is going to be one of the ones on the back end, too, where we take them straight up as well. So love games where I like the spread straight up. Arizona plus eight and a half. The next one is a little uglier. We got Dallas and the Rams. The Rams have been amazing the last couple weeks. Dallas is struggling. However, Dallas is at home. The spread's one and a half. We can tease it up to seven and a half. We got to trust the rules. Dallas needs a win. Huge game for Dallas. Plus seven and a half. This is one of those games I don't love because the Rams have been playing so good and the Rams need to win as well. But... Man, Dallas needs to win, too. I'm going to trust the rules. We can get it up to seven and a half. I think if the Rams win, it stays closer than this. I I like it. It just falls into the bracket that we have to like. Two teams that need a win, the game stays close, and we ship. Dallas plus seven and a half. Next one, Chargers, Minnesota. 
Minnesota's been the much better team. Same thing, though. Chargers at home versus Minnesota. Two and a half up to eight and a half. Seems pretty cut and dry. The Chargers have a ton of talent. Minnesota does, too. But we're at home and we're catching eight and a half. My, my favorite kind of play, my favorite kind of plays. So let's take our chances. Next one, Buffalo Pittsburgh, the Sunday night game. Another game that's huge for playoff scenarios. But Buffalo's in Pittsburgh and the spread's only one and a half. I kind of like Pittsburgh a little bit to win the game, but it's a coin flip game. And with these teasers, one of the big edges we get, we tease through the three and the seven, the two key numbers in football. And all of a sudden we got Buffalo plus seven and a half on the road, Sunday night football. You got the better quarterback. It just makes too much sense. I don't love the game, but I love the fact that we can get seven and a half points in a coin flip game. Give me Buffalo plus seven and a half. Last one's Monday night football. We got the Saints Colts. It's another game too, where I kind of like the Colts. I lean the Colts a little bit just to keep it close, but the spread is eight, eight and a half right now. We can tease it below the seven and the three, and we can get the Saints to win by a field goal or less at minus two and a half. I think Indy could hang around and keep it close. They're that type of team where you always like playing them as an underdog, don't like them as a favorite that much. I think they can run the ball and hang around in this game, but the Saints at home, less than a field goal with this teaser. I'm just going to take my chances, and I feel good about all five of these this week. Can't wait to get back at it. But in review, we got Arizona plus eight and a half, Dallas plus seven and a half, the Chargers plus eight and a half, Buffalo plus seven and a half, New Orleans minus two and a half. Five teasers this week. Love it. Let's move on to the super contest, which, oh man, the teasers have been great all year. My super contest plays have been straight trash all year. So. We're pretty much out of the contest, but we're going to keep doing five picks just so we can have a record at the end of the year. I think we're like 10 games below 500 right now or something terrible. So take these with a grain of salt, but five this week. We got Tampa Bay minus three at Detroit, Kansas City minus nine. I like this one a ton. Mahomes didn't even play last time. Made him look bad. That was with Flacco, though, so you never know. But the public's on Denver. I think the Chiefs, they need to win. I think they roll this week. Need to check on Mahomes' injury, but Kansas City minus nine. The Giants minus three and a half versus Miami. This is another one I love. Uh, Miami's played good, but the Giants want to get Eli a victory. Three and a half at home. They got better players. Giants minus three and a half might be my favorite game of the week. And then the last two, we got the same as our teasers. We got Cleveland plus two and a half, or I mean Arizona plus two and a half versus Cleveland. And the Chargers plus two and a half versus Minnesota. So two of the same teaser games that I think both teams could win outright. Arizona and the Chargers, I think they could hang around and win both games. So love getting two and a half with the teasers. Five super contest plays. Tampa Bay minus three. Kansas City minus nine. Giants minus three and a half. Arizona and the Chargers plus two and a half. Those are the plays this week. I mean, I love the Wongs. Get in there. All combos, two-teamers, three-teamers, four-teamers, five-teamers. One five-teamer, I should say. Let's have a big week. It's fun to be back at it. We got the holidays coming again soon for Christmas. Again, please give us a like, a thumbs up. Let us know that you like this content over on the sharp side. 
Have a great week. Let's get these giblets. going on rotor grinders dean here at dean 7904 if you want to get all technical on me it is 520 on the dot on the east coast 220 the west coast 420 tennessee time to force them it's time for the flagship show here at rotor grinders it's called grinders live it's sponsored by yahoo and joining me today it was a three-man booth now it's a two-man booth it's an intimate show it's myself and kyle murray kyle it's friday get excited what are you doing yeah yeah, it's good. Uh, you know, we're we're here at the weekend now. No more, uh, no more of those regular weekdays. So that's always good. Um, yeah, a little bit, a little bit surprised to see Grant getting the bump up to crunch time, man. Now it's just me and you. But you know, it'll be a good show. I'm excited. Well, he's getting the bump up, but he's just like hosting. He's just like asking questions. I think because yeah. it's still JSU. Uh, you know, Roth is away for some reason. I'm not sure he's having a three day weekend. You mentioned it's like you know it's Friday. Like, what's the difference between Friday and Tuesday in your life? Is it basically the same? Well, I have more of a reason to go out drinking after this. So that's fair enough. <laughs> that's about it like you can't go out on a tuesday because you know i have my regular friends who like you know have the, the regular nine to five jobs and whatnot so you know no one to hang out with but now it's friday so i'm on the regular schedule with everybody else so it's cool fair enough that makes sense yeah and of course you mentioned yesterday uh we y'all, y'all had a bunch of likes uh, on the youtube and i think we had what 300 likes yesterday so we gave away the premium show which of course was jsu and andy 
Uh, today it's replaced by Grant. That's not for free for what it's worth. We still, we're going to be doing those periodically. What we do have for you guys, we have a free roll uh, sponsored by Yahoo. Uh, our producer, I just found out before the show, uh, D-Train, he took it down, or got second last week. He was in the podium nonetheless. Uh, of course, you guys know, you should know this by now. We've done this several times here, a partnership with Yahoo. You can roll out up to 150 lineups. You can make those lineups fairly easily uh, using our lineup HQ, importing and exporting. And of course, the lineup HQ today for Yahoo specific is free as well. Links are all in the chat. Devin's taking care of it. Just a regular chat here at Rotogrinders, the chat here, which is now Discord. It's all so confusing. Uh, and of course, YouTube, if you guys are watching YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. We do appreciate that as well. Uh, I think there's like 55,000 spots still waiting to be claimed, basically. That should be enough for everybody watching to get 150. Doesn't cost you a penny. And again, it's, uh, I don't know, it takes like five, 10 minutes or so. You can tinker a few things here, a few things there, lock some guys in, X some guys out, have some fun with it, and get yourself 150 lineups. It's good times for sure. Kyle, this is uh, the No Pleasantry Show. Yesterday, we had a lot of pleasantries. A lot of shenanigans, a lot of nonsense. Not sure if you guys are watching that for sure, but uh, a lot of pictures being dropped in chat. It was a four-gamer. It was kind of casual, but tonight, it's a nine-gamer. We have no time for nonsense. Yeah, you know, I saw, you know, the first 10 minutes or so of the show, it didn't get any basketball talk in, but, you know, I saw <laughs> some talk. I saw, you know, a few comments about children at weddings, and that's when I turned the show off. I was like, all right, cancel off the rails. So, yeah, I, you know, I'm excited. You know, let's talk strict basketball, no top 25, nothing like that. So, I'm excited. Did you see Big T's list by chance? Yeah, I did. Do you have any thoughts or it's not worth getting into? I mean, I, personally, the way I read it, like, I kind of understood it. Like, I understood what he meant. <laughs> when you, but you, I know you, you got all technical with him. That's your, that's your tagline. So I, I get it. I get it from both sides. Fair enough. Uh, body parts, we're ready for him as far as who's in and out. There's a lot. There's a lot tonight. Some just dropped before the show as well. Uh, Austin Rivers expected back from the fish. Wasn't feeling particularly well. He is probable tonight. Tyson Chandler's still out with the fish. Who really cares? Charlotte uh, Batum's uh, doubtful with his hand, old hand. Uh, Marvin Williams is still out with his old knee. Actually, he's not that old. He's, old. he's younger than I thought he was. He's still out, nonetheless. Uh, Malik Monk's got a finger. He's expected to play with that finger. Uh, Vukovic, he's close, but not ready to come back just yet. Officially just ruled out a few minutes ago. Teammate Markel Fultz is expected to play and start with the fish. Uh, he's expected. He's good to go. He's probable. Derek Favors, last we saw, he is uh, still questionable for personal reasons. Uh, Kuzma is out with his ankle. Miami, this just happened. Uh, Tyler Hero is expected to play, despite not feeling particularly well with the fish. And you said uh, his minutes will be monitored. Is that correct? For who was that? Tyler Hero? No, that's uh, that was Richardson. Richardson will have his minutes monitored. I'm not sure. Oh, I missed that one. I apologize. I combined two players. But Hero's fine, as far as we know, correct? As far as I know, yep. Uh, Winslow's out with a back. Dragic is out with a groin. Deion Waiters is out with a lot of things. He's out the door. I don't think Deion Waiters will play another minute again for Miami ever again. We shall see. Uh, Jeff Teague is questionable with his ankle. The Clippers have no guards. Uh, Shamit is out with his ankle. Pat Beverly is out with his head. Lou Williams is out with his calf. Uh, Jermichael Green's got a tailbone. He's questionable. Oh, Magruder, he's probable with his hamstring. Uh, DSJ, Dennis Smith Jr., the uninitiated. He had the fish not feeling particularly well, but he's expected to play. He's probable. Alonzo Trier is doubtful with his head. John Morant is out for rest. He's really exhausted, like 20 years old. He can't play tonight. Uh, Brandon Clark is out for rest as well, too. Mike Conley's out with a hamstring. Teammate Tony Bradley, the backup five, is out with the fish. Uh, Golden State, Draymond Green's resting as well. Eric Pascal's got a hip, so he can't play. Kyle Korver is out for his back, uh, old back. And Giannis Antetokounmpo is questionable with his quad, which uh, 
that's the big one that can basically shape the entire slate. Correct. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's the number one news that we're waiting on right now. It can just, you know, elevate so many of these plays, these mid-tier plays like Bledsoe Mills and we saw the other night and, you know, even guys like Ursan and George Hill and all those guys are in consideration if Giannis sits. So obviously we're waiting on that one. I don't think he plays. What do you think? Yeah. It's hard for me to assume he's going to play, you know, especially I feel like we'd have a little bit of more news about it. Now, I feel like we haven't heard anything, so that makes me lean towards him sitting. So all my projections have him out right now. Western Conference game against Memphis without Ja, without Brandon, uh, yep. Milwaukee. This is a road game, too. It was a legitimate injury. Like, they didn't say it was serious, but he was legit dinged. Uh, they normally don't sit those guys out of nowhere at, at home. That's what happened last time out. Um, it feels like they don't need him here. Again, we don't know. Just my best guess says he does not play tonight. We shall see. Stay tuned on that. Uh, do you have a thought as far as the overall slate, or you just want to dive in and break it down game by game? Um, yeah, I think we can just dive in and break it down game by game. I think, you know, it's another day where there's a lot of good mid-tier plays. And, you know, I've, I've said this the last couple of times I've been on the show with you, but there's so many guys that I think are a little bit priced up that nobody wants to pay for. And, you know, on a slate where there's like, you know, there's some studs on here, but, you know, I'm not really like going out of my way to jam these studs in. So I'm really excited for a slate like this. Uh, do you want to give a shout out to you for breaking it, break down game by game? Of course, you guys rock the RG badge throughout the industry. You finish the top 10 of certain contests. Link will be in chat to learn more information about that. You get yourself one month free of RG premium. Those that have done so, we got JD Lay and we have Kirkman 59. So thanks for rocking the RG badge. Game by game breakdown, Lake Show in Miami, 212 and a half is the total. A lot of the, uh, the DK finalists are probably at this game, I presume. Sure, why not? This seems like a fun game to attend. A revenge game for LeBron, his 17th revenge game against Miami. Uh, absolute studs, obviously, LeBron and Davis going in against Miami. Two good defensive teams. You don't necessarily want to pick on the total kind of speaks to that, 212 and a half. Miami will be thin to some degree, you know, without, uh, without, you know, without the Dragon and without Winslow. We did just say that the Hero is available, but Dunn's still probably going to play a ton of minutes. Butler, he's been, he's been on a great run as well, too. Uh, again, not a great matchup. Bam out of Iowa has been awesome. Again, not a great matchup either. Sure, he can get there, but it's a scenic route. Duncan Robinson, your boy, Duncan Robinson, the pride of Michigan. He's, yeah. he's been awesome. Uh, I'm not buying it tonight. That's good <laughs> for him. I respect, you know, uh, all the threes the dude's banging. But uh, it just feels like a game it's better to watch than to play DFS players. Is that like a general thought? Of course, for tournaments, you can do whatever you want. And, you know, LeBron, who cares who he's playing against? Same deal with Davis, but not the best matchups. They're sort of matchup proof, bad pace, obviously. Not a great rebounding matchup either for the Lakers side. What are we doing here? Yeah, so obviously these guys are matchup proof, especially when we're talking about LeBron and AD. But, uh, you know, like you said, it's going to be a slow-paced game. Uh, both teams, you know, in the middle middle pack of, of pace here in the NBA. And both teams top 10 in defensive efficiency. So um, really tough game for, you know, fantasy purposes, you would assume. But these guys are matchup proof, like you mentioned. So I don't hate getting to a guy like Anthony Davis here. Um, but other than that, I don't really like too much from this game, to be honest with you. I mean, um, you can always play a guy like Kendrick Nunn or Tyler Hero if he, you know, if you expect him to get the full complement of minutes with all these injuries. But, um, but yeah, then you got a guy like Duncan Robinson coming out and playing forty minutes in an overtime game because he can't miss a three. Anything can happen with this with these wings here on Miami. So I'm pretty much staying away from this game. Uh, I'm checking out prices around the industry. Duncan Robinson's still just twelve bucks on Yahoo for what it's worth. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's the guy that can put twenty five, thirty real life points in the bucket. That's kind of what he has to do. Uh, Butler's pretty pricey, but he's been paying it off again. Not the best matchup in the world. None's 21 there, which is fine. Uh, probably the best price around the industry. I think $21 at Yahoo uh, for a guy like none five, five on Fandle is pretty good. DK six, yeah. seven, not so much. 
Um, is there a third Laker we care about or no? It's just those two guys and that's it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I don't have an interest in any of the other Lakers. You got anything else in this game? Bam, we're just going to like, we like Bam, but not tonight. But we'll check back in a couple of days. Yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up. You know, I, I think Tyler Hero is somewhat interesting on DraftKings where he's 4-9 and FanDuel where he's 4-4, um, especially, you know, they said he's going to be good to go. But like I mentioned, it does get – the waters get kind of muddied here with all these wings that they can roll out there. So um, here would be my my option for uh, for a little bit of salary relief, but that's about it. Uh, I did say check back in a couple of days. It's worth mentioning it's a front end of a back-to-back for Miami. The only team on a back-to-back on the back end is Philadelphia. Uh, also on the front end is Milwaukee. Uh, and I think it's another easy game, if I'm not mistaken, as far as Milwaukee's playing. Uh, Memphis, the Clippers, Houston, and the Bulls. Let's move on. Uh, Houston, Orlando, 220 and a half is the total. Stop me if you heard us before. We got uh, the Rockets as six-point favorites. And, hey, just like the Lakers in Miami, we have a stud like Harden, who is matchup proof, but is also in a bad matchup here against an Atlanta team. Pretty strong defensively. They play at, a, you know, not the most appealing pace either. But, you know, and he's fully priced up there. But, of course, he can put up 70 or 80. It doesn't matter. Um, what are we doing as far as uh, the studs here? Because, again, we're going to talk about more studs. Almost everybody – well, there's 18 teams playing tonight. Uh nine games going down is is Harden somebody you're reaching up for or it's just like hopefully he doesn't put up 90 puts up a 70 and you can survive yeah yeah I think that's kind of what it is here you know that was kind of the situation for me last time out against uh Cleveland where I mentioned that the interest in Harden came with the fact that I liked guys like Love um but I mean I do like some guys in Orlando but I don't really feel confident in you know Harden yeah if you like to play Harden you need what 60 to even like feel confident in it at least 60 yeah, exactly. If you if you put up fifty, you're like, oh crap. So I don't really love it here. Like once again, I'd rather take a shot on Westbrook if I were to take the two because it's a three thousand dollar difference on DraftKings. Um, on Fanduel, I probably don't get to any Westbrook because that price is just unappealing. But um, yeah, I don't. I just don't really love it. I guess Capella is someone interesting on DraftKings at seven eight, but he would probably be number one on my list for guys that I'm targeting on Houston with Westbrook being two outside of Fanduel, not playing him on Fanduel, and then um, Harden being three. We like anybody in Orlando here. Uh, Fultz is going to give it a go. So MCW takes a hit there. Uh, Augustine takes a hit too. If you're considering any of these guys, Ross is, you know, he's super, you know, dependent upon putting points in the bucket. He could put 25, I suppose. That's a route, uh, one way to get there. But it's hard to love anybody here. You know, Birch is not a guy I, I can trust. Uh, again, you know, Bamba doesn't really get a ton of run necessarily. Uh, Orlando's like. <laughs> I don't play anybody in Orlando. This is like a, ever like it's so rare I play these guys, but then tonight like it's it's so not, it's unnecessary. Like yeah, or Isaac can get nine stocks. I don't know how to predict that. He can do it, maybe. Thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I think it's just a really good matchup. So I, I do like some of these guys. I had a lot more interest before Fultz being ruled in. So I, I did like a guy like Michael Carter Williams a little bit, considering you know um, I figured he'd play around twenty minutes uh, and be in his minimum price. So. Um, yeah, but for me, it's Terrence Ross on DraftKings, 4,300. Once again, you know, with Fultz being in the lineup, a guy like DJ Augustine is going to slide back into that second unit and play a majority of his minutes with Ross. But I still think you can go to Ross here. He's one of my favorite salary relief guys. And like you said, he's a guy that if he gets going, he can, you know, put up 30 real points. And, you know, he's very cheap. So uh, Ross is the guy that I'm looking at mainly. 12 bucks on Yahoo, just 2 bucks above the, above the floor. I think he's in play as well, too, over there. Uh, anything else in this game that's worth talking about? I'm not, I'm not terribly enthused. And again, if you're playing, you know, five, 10 lineups, absolutely grab yourself a share of Harden yeah. because he can put up 90 against anybody. But as far as like an optimal play, I don't think he's an optimal play today. I, I did not run optimals yet. I haven't done that. 
but I have like my ideas in my head as far as what lineup's going to be. Is he an optimal play today? I feel like he's not. Yeah. So for me, he's like the third best per dollar play on his own team. So he's not for me, but, but um, I get it, you know, in, in tournaments, if you do have like a handful of lineups, he does have the upside to go for 80 or 90 points. So I don't hate it, but I think if you are playing, you know, you know, 150 or like a 20 max lineup, getting guys like Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon aren't bad because this is a really good matchup for them. And they do have the upside to like, like you mentioned, get some stocks or Aaron Gordon to finally maybe pull his head out of, you know, where and actually play real basketball one night, but you never know. So the, I think those three would be the guys that I'm interested in, but Isaac being the one that I'm really prioritizing on the team. Are we in year five of like, this is the year Aaron Gordon breaks out. Yeah. He had one, like, I think two years ago, it looked like he actually was having a breakout year and then he just stopped playing basketball for, I know he's dealt with some injuries here and there, yeah. but man, he's, he's frustrating. Uh, I guess it's kind of a segue into Ben Simmons, I suppose, too. Some people would say he's kind of been the same guy for the last three or four years as well. Uh, Philadelphia at home versus Nolens, 223 is the total. Philadelphia is an eight-point favorite. Uh, no Horford. We saw the paper company. He delivered. Uh, Mike Scott, he did all right yesterday uh, for what it's worth. He's a cheapie. I'm not really sure if we need that cheapie, but he is uh, the minimum in some places. Uh, well, let's start with Embiid. Uh, it is a back-to-back. I saw Andy tweet this out. It's worth noting because it's only a two-game sample, but uh, his minutes on a back-to-back are a little bit down, but those numbers are misleading because one of those games was an absolute blowout. You know, like he played no fourth quarter minutes. I presume, what did he play, 33, 34, 35 yesterday? But if he plays 33 minutes against New Orleans, uh, especially if Favors doesn't play, revenge game or not, he's going to absolutely work Okafor. And, like, I like the long-term prospects of Jackson Hayes, but he will just destroy. He will take the soul of Jackson Hayes and just, uh, you know, I, who's going to stop him in the world? Which is kind of the point I'm getting at. Yeah, they don't have anybody. I don't, I don't really know if anybody in the NBA can stop Embiid on a consistent basis, but you know, I have Embiid projected for 32 minutes, and I think that's on the low side. But I kind of just played it safe based on you know being on a back-to-back. If he does play more, you know, he has the upside to play 34 minutes, 35 minutes if the game stays close or whatnot. So, um, yeah, projecting him for 32 minutes, and he great does a pretty strong play. So I like him a pretty good amount. Compare him to uh, Gobert and to Cat and the other centers. Yeah, um, I, he's number one for me out of those three. Um, I like Gobert a pretty good amount as well, but Embiid's still number one for me, especially on DraftKings where he's only 9-6. We like Ben Simmons in games that are up in pace. We like Ben Simmons in games there's no rim protector. We like Ben Simmons against the Pelicans, yes? Yeah, I think the only issue that I have here is the guys that are at his position with him. Um, I find myself I find myself going elsewhere at that position, but it is a really good spot. And he's a guy that, you know, you do project for, you know, strong minutes. So I'm projected for 36 minutes. And, you know, if the game stays close, you know, he, you might even see him at 38. So it's another scenario where he might, you know, have a little bit upside for more. Um, I would still prefer to play Embiid out of the two, obviously. But the, the price on, on Simmons is, is totally fair across the industry. 8-2 on DraftKings, 8-8 on FanDuel. And it's a really good matchup, like you said. So, yeah, I think you can go to Simmons here, especially with Richardson Limited, too. That's, that's helpful as well. That was my next question. Uh, what do you have for Richardson as far as minutes? I'm pulling up our lineup HQ now because he's really cheap. I know Fandle's like one of your home bases where you like to play a good yeah. bit. He's, he's definitely priced down over there. Um, like, how is he cheap enough to play in, in like your, you know, one or two or three lineups? I'm. <sighs> The Fanduel pricing is really shocking. Like forty five hundred for, yeah. for Richardson on Fanduel is very shocking. I have projected for twenty four minutes, like almost twenty five. So um, I don't get to it a whole lot. But he doesn't necessarily grade out as a bad play. I just think he lacks the upside, considering you know he does have the guys around him to really hold him back, like Embiid, Simmons, and Tobias. And then you consider the lack of minutes and the, just the lack of ceiling that he has due to the minutes restriction. So 
um as like a as a median play i don't hate it but as a as a ceiling gpp play i don't really love it yeah i mean he's a good defensive player he can bang some threes he can get some stocks as well too 0.89 fantasy points per minute on both fanduel and yahoo for what it's worth uh we haven't projected for 25 minutes that's a, i think that's about right it's kind of a safe number yeah is, is that what he yep. played yesterday like 24 25 26 yeah um he's in play sure uh try he's 17 bucks on yahoo which is okay but you probably can do better than that i think uh anybody else on philly is is it worth reaching on the cheapies on philly is it worth uh do you have to play a guy like mike scott or is, there's other value that looks more appealing right well i, I think mike scott's pretty interesting especially if he's in the starting lineup again here i do think depending on what kind of size they want to roll out but min price on DraftKings 3k could play 28 to maybe 29 minutes here he played 29 in the last game so the minutes are there for him if, if he does get in the starting lineup again. But also with Richardson, you know, coming out and, they, and I'm saying he has a limit, you know, maybe we see Thibel get a few extra minutes here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not really a, a really exciting player, but he played 30 minutes last game. So um, those two are definitely some to monitor. I don't hate him by any means, but they're not probably not like my favorite value plays today. Yeah. And then uh, court boss played what eight minutes yesterday. Is that what, is that correct? Eight minutes. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. Yeah, I knew it wasn't much, but I didn't know it was that little. Uh, Ennis gets a little bit of run, too, for what it's worth. But uh, So your favorite, if you're going to play one of these cheapies on Philadelphia, your favorite one is Scott. But you don't have to play any, obviously. Right, yep. Uh, you run it back on the New Orleans side, you get all the revenge over there. Potentially, you know, Kofor revenge, Drew Holiday revenge, yeah. JJ Redick revenge. Redick's 4K, by the way, in Fandle. The tricky part with Redick is he's super scoring dependent, and Philadelphia is the absolute best team in all of basketball as far as suppressing – three-pointers by like a half a three-pointer as far as the next the next best team so it doesn't seem like the ideal spot for reddick of course he can hit six or seven threes and who cares but this is not the optimal make three shots yeah he's kind of like a like a veteran duncan robinson where his his fantasy production comes from those three-point shots so um not someone i really rely on but the price is low especially on Fanduel. so if you want to take a shot on it especially in, in maybe a stack where you have Embiid or simmons or, or one of those two and then you want to bring it back with somebody I don't. I don't, can't really fault you for that, but I don't necessarily love it. The guy that I would prefer to do that with, I know he's obviously more expensive, but it's Brandon Ingram. He's just the guy on this team. He's clearly taken on that number one role, kind of pushed Drew Holiday to the side here. Um, so he's the guy, night in, night out. I know last game we saw him getting foul trouble, and he still got to 32 minutes. So you kind of assume 32 minutes is the the dead floor with upside for much more. So um, yeah, Ingram's the guy for me here. Props to Gentry, by the way. Gentry kept, he got two fouls, and he let him ride, and he got his third yeah. foul. And guess what? He didn't foul out of the game. <laughs> I think yeah. he only did you, game like four fouls, and he played thirty. Did you minutes. see the? Did you see the second foul? It was bad. It was the I second almost or third one. One of them was bad. The second one, he took a jump shot, and his like pinky hit the guy in like the nose, and the guy flopped, and they called the foul on him, and he made the <laughs> shot too, and so the points got taken away, and then the quick third foul it was just a, a really tilting experience if you had Ingram. The most tilting one is like when your guy makes like a shot, like a, and they call a charge instead of a block. Because oh, that, yeah. it, it, it's such a huge swing, especially yeah. if he gets like their second or third foul early or something like that. Um, all right. You got anything else to say as far as this game or shall I move on? Uh, no, that's all I got. Indiana, Atlanta, 224 and a half is the total. Atlanta is a six point dog here. Uh, how do you feel about your doppelganger? Tamana <laughs> Sabonis, your boy. Yeah, I love him. I think he's one of the better plays on the slate, especially considering ownership. I don't think people are going to want to play him again. And I think it's a mistake. I wrote him up in the expert survey. He has a, He's had a double-double in all but three games this year, and two of those games came with eight-plus rebounds. Um, so he's just a monster. He's a double-double machine. He's, he kind of reminds me of – you know, remember Kevin Love when he was on the Timberwolves when he you know, was oh, averaging yeah. – near 
he just gets the rebounds. He does everything for the team. So I, I really like Sabonis a lot here. I think, um, you know, the ownership is not accounting for what he does. The floor is so nice, plus the ceiling combo is just amazing. Obviously a great matchup here. Um, 8-1 eight, eight on DraftKings and 9K on FanDuel is a little bit pricey, but 8-1 on DraftKings is just way too cheap in my opinion. So I'm firing up a ton of Sabonis. Is he not expected to be popular? Is he like an awkward price? Because I, I like it. It's just not, And again, I haven't built anything yet. I built everything after the yeah. show with all the information. But uh, yeah, yeah, 14% is what we have, Matt, in, uh, on FanDuel in, in lineup HQ right now. So I think that's a little too low, you know, considering I think there's a lot of guys in the value range um, that people want to play here at Power Forward. So I think that's kind of where that comes from. Yeah, Domino and his team, of course, hard at work all the way up the lock. The numbers get more and more refined as far as ownership, the closer and closer we get. And the more information we get as well, too. I'm pulling up. I happen to have Yahoo up in front of me right now. It's interesting because the highest ownership projection right now, at least this is Yahoo specific. And again, we're an hour and 20 minutes out. Things will change, especially if Giannis, uh, especially if Giannis doesn't go. Ben Simmons is the most popular guy owned right now on Yahoo at uh, wow. 39 bucks, 24%. Same on DraftKings as well. Highest, uh, 24% highest on player on DraftKings. Interesting. Uh, Kawhi, and then if, well, the Anthony Melton we'll get to as well. He's still a minimum. Of course, there is some value to be had as far as that Memphis side. Uh, yeah, and Sabonis versus Turner is like not even a contest. Sabonis this year averaging 1.21 fantasy points a minute. Miles Turner at .88. He's a center. doesn't rebound. Uh, he can get there with blocks every once in a while. Yeah. I don't know how to predict he's going to get seven or eight blocks. You're the one that did it that one time with Whiteside. You were all yeah. over that night where he had the 10 blocks. I don't know where you got that one from, but uh, take a victory lap on that. Just anytime people play the Hawks, you want to you know, assume that guys who have a good reputation for getting steals have a good one. And every time someone plays the Bulls who have a good reputation for blocks, it's a good, a good matchup for them. So that's where I got it from. Uh, any of these secondary plays, Lamb is whatever, Warren is whatever. Um, Brogdon's kind of interesting. He's, sort, he's one of those guys that's kind of a no man's land for me. If you land on him, it's okay. I'm not really seeking him out, but it's not a bad play. It's perfectly fine. Uh, the DRPMs are out. Like I, Dota was talking about that today in his article uh, in the grind down. And uh, you know who the worst defender in all of basketball is according to DRPM? It's Trey Young. <laughs> not surprising. Yes. <laughs> yeah. At least at least as far as as far as point guards, I don't know if he's the worst in all of basketball, but point guard specific, uh, I was kind yeah. of up. I'm looking at it. I know he was terrible last year too. Even even worse than Isaiah Thomas, IT2, better defender, according to the math. Uh, thoughts on the rest of the pieces for Indiana? Yeah, I think Brogdon's interesting. Um, I don't know if I necessarily love playing him and Sabonis together. I, I mean, I know that they're probably not the worst correlated pair, but I just feel like that they're not that strong uh, of a correlation. So I don't necessarily love playing them both together. Obviously, I'm not getting any Turner because of how much I like Sabonis, and those two correlate pretty poorly. But the pricing on Turner on DraftKings isn't bad. Um, but yeah, it's it's just uh, Sabonis number one for me, and then uh, Brogdon here and there when I don't have Sabonis. You mentioned pricing. I know Trey Young is pretty cheap, uh, depending on what his price has been throughout the season on DK specific. Uh, is he someone that you're considering there? Yeah, I th- I like him a lot. I wish you know I I wish this was one of the days where we were getting him at you know a super decreased ownership because of that. Uh, you know, the, the struggles that he's had, you know, the matchup isn't great. But, you know, with the pricing, people caught on to it. He's going to be, I think, somewhat popular here. Um, but I think it makes a lot of sense pairing him with Sabonis because obviously to get the most out of these guys, um, we want the game to stay close. I kind of found that Trey Young's just going to play a ton of minutes either way. I know me and you mm-hmm. talked about it, but they, he just is going to play like 32 minutes no matter what the game, no matter what's happening in the game. And he could play 40 if the game goes well, you know, in game script wise. So, yeah, Trey Young's pretty much the only guy I really get to regularly here um, with a little bit of uh, Kevin Herter on DraftKings. Yeah, his minutes have gone up. Herter uh, for, for you know, a good bit as well. 
Uh, and you mentioned Young as far as he's a guy that like Atlanta will play him and like. So you remember the game where the the announcers were flipping out when James Harden was still like put up like fifty or sixty or whatever he put up against against Atlanta. Yeah. And they couldn't yeah. believe he was still in the game. Well, first of all, PJ Tucker was still in that game even longer. <laughs> I don't know why but Tucker was out there with like you know seven minutes to go or up like fifty. It's like what are you doing, Dan Tony? Let the man chill. He plays so many so many minutes. Uh, and then Trey Young played that game till like three or four minutes left to go, like down like forty or fifty, and whatever it was, it was a monster number. Uh, also interesting of note, and it's always under you know where the, the scoring system, and this kind of makes sense too. Uh, one of the more drastic uh, numbers, as far as I'm seeing, Trey Young on Fanduel and Yahoo, same scoring system, uh, 1.28 fantasy points per minute, and DK 1.37. You know he hits more threes. You don't you get docked less for turnovers. Yeah. More looking to get a double double as well too. So. That feels like one of the biggest uh, discrepancies, almost a 0.1 difference, 0.9. Uh, nope, 0.09 if you want to get all tactical, right? Uh, as far as uh, the difference, uh, you know, 1.37 on DK, 1.28 on Fandle and Yahoo. Uh, just understand what you're playing. He's a better play on DK, obviously. You can still play him on Yahoo. Uh, you can still play him on, uh, on Fandle. But, you know, just a better play as far as a scoring system. Do you like any of the other pieces? Like, I know Alex Lennis had his moments of late. He's never a fun roster. We're going to get to some more names that are not fun rosters as well. They're going to be popular, too. Uh, you, know, you, you can roll out some Parker if you want. I think Herter, like you said, the second best Hawk tonight probably. Uh, anything else interesting or it's a nine-game slate and it's not necessary? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for me. Herter is the guy I don't love, but the pricing on drafting just kind of has him, has him fitting in at 4K. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Um, but, yeah, you kind of mentioned it, the the pricing there on, on the, the per minute. That's kind of weird. I wonder if that's like the most uh, dramatic difference we have. But it uh, looks like Giannis is now probable. Oh. And then uh, – Travis wanted me to ask you how you can how he can make this show uh, a nightmare for me. I don't. He told me that you would know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> is he sliding in your DMs or he's in chat right now? He, he was in chat earlier. Yeah, I forgot to bring it up earlier, but yeah. Yeah, I'm having a hard time negotiating tra- the, the, the the Discord and the chat. And I don't really know how to pop it out. So I have a hard time keeping track of everything at once. I try to keep an eye on chat as well. And I see somebody in chat just saying, "Don't listen to Dominic." Yeah, I think it was Dominic Wilkins that was complaining. He's a part of that Atlanta booth. Um, like back in my day, we would have crushed this that you know, like we would have get like a clothesline. Yeah, I would have started a fight or something like that. That's probably what would have happened. Um, so it looks like uh, Kevin Herter will have his minutes uh, limited to thirty today now, so that makes him a little bit more interesting as well. Yeah, thirty um, is fine. We'll take thirty minutes of Herter, right? He's a decent yeah, better, fantasy better player. Yeah, better than twenty five that we've been getting. So, um, yeah. It, it's, Atlanta always does that. They, they've done it several times this year where they say, like, this guy's going to be the yeah. 28 minutes. They give those weird updates. Yeah. Atlanta for some reason. Uh, and Herter a lot of times as well, too. They monitor his minutes a lot. Uh, yeah. And Mangone, uh, I think he's got some pictures of you. Like, he was uh, carrying over the tradition. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> he's in I, Miami, and he's bored, apparently. So maybe he'll drop some pictures here in the uh, the RG chat. Not really sure if that would work in the, uh, the YouTube, but if you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe, despite the yeah, fact he, that we know pictures dropped over there. <laughs> Yeah, he's got some Photoshop, Photoshop skills. I, I saw the Sabonis one that he uh, sent to me on Wednesday. So hopefully he doesn't have any more, man. That's scary. Oh, these aren't Photoshop. I think he's like real pictures. He was like going in. He was doing like the, the Facebook deep dive or something like that. Oh, no. Oh, that's bad. That's he may bad. or may not have gotten your mom's Facebook page. Oh, no. That is bad. <laughs> well, actually, I don't have a Facebook. So I, like, I had a mom might Facebook. have one, though. Well, no, I had an old Facebook. I wonder if it got deleted because that's where all my embarrassing pictures will be. Oh no! I hope it well, now you're just okay. telling him exactly where to go. So uh, I love you. I love Travis. I don't I love him so much. He's my favorite. 
What's funny is he, I'm right here. Well, what, what's funny is he said, uh, he said, he goes, he goes, he goes, I don't know how I want to do it though, because I like him. And I'm like, you did this to me just the other day. Like, well, whatever. Apparently he doesn't like you. Yeah. It's like, what are you trying to say? Say what you want to say. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm nervous. Now, now I'm sweating. I'm getting red now. Uh-oh. He'll be fine. Come on. With, with that hair, you can't have any bad pictures. Do you have any bad hair? I, I didn't always have this hair, man. I used to have the Justin Bieber little. We got to find that. Yeah. <laughs> Get on this, yeah. Ben Charlotte, Chicago, 214 and a half is the total. Chicago is a, a six-point favorite. Um, I don't know, man. Catch me up game. If you want to pick one of these centers on Charlotte, I suppose you can. I like Wendell Carter. He's probably priced where he should be. It's a good matchup, of course. I don't like the play of the guard game on Chicago. I don't think it's very necessary. One will probably get there, but I don't know who it's going to be. Couldn't tell you. Uh, Devontae Graham is very clearly the best player on Charlotte. Um, he's priced that way too. If you want to play him in tournaments, I'm not going to besmirch, but he's not my first five lineups. What's your thoughts in this game? Because I don't have a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think PJ Washington and Miles Bridges are still in really good spots to just play a ton of minutes. Uh, we've, we've kind of, Oh no. Is that your prom picture? That's awesome. Look at you. <laughs> no, that wasn't prom. That was my freshman year homecoming. So okay, I didn't look like that at prom. That'd be bad. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, PJ Washington, Miles Bridges are in good spots to play a ton of minutes. Same with Devontae Graham. And uh, nobody's gonna want to play him because people don't love this price. Uh they 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 just assume that it's like a little bit of a sticker shock type thing. They're not used to that pricing. So those are the only three that I'm ever gonna touch here. I don't I just don't want to mess with the, these centers here, especially with Biombo not being min priced anymore. Now he's like four K and then uh four point two K. So uh just don't really love it. It's just I think Miles Bridges is really interesting. Five one on DraftKings. He's, I believe, he's really cheap on Yahoo too. Um, and yeah, seventeen bucks. It. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, man, Gon says he can find my prom one too. I'm like, that, that's fine as long as you include my date in it. Then I'll, then I won't look as bad. So that's fine. What is that internet meme like? You know, what you think you look like versus what you actually. There can be some kind of. You can work some magic with those. I'm sure, like the the freshman oh, no. year versus the senior year, I suppose. Um. Yeah, I don't really have a lot here for you. Like, I don't – Zeller and Biombo probably aren't going to separate themselves. Monk expected back tonight for what it's worth. Um, it's whatever. I don't – this game is just sort of, you know, it's – it's you can play, guys, but nobody's really enthusing me. Uh, I feel like we can move on. Do you want to move on? Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on from everything, not just the not just this game, but the chat yes, as well. Please. Yes, so, please. So, if Giannis plays, and we're expecting – see, Giannis is going to play now. It's the front of a back-to-back. Maybe he sits tomorrow. I don't know. I think again, I'm kind of caught off guard because I thought he was not going to play tonight, and I don't know how to project his minutes. Like you think they wouldn't go half measures, like but it's Milwaukee and they have so many players and they don't need all their players to play full staff most likely against Memphis, a game at a conference. Again, Memphis, uh, Memphis not a good team. Milwaukee, one of the best teams in basketball. I believe they won what 16 straight in a row. Um, but Giannis is certainly in play, and he's probably going to go very low owned. Because the same fears I'm throwing out there. If Giannis plays 35 minutes versus Memphis, awesome play. Uh, I don't know if he's going to play that many minutes. And, of course, that subdues uh, with Giannis playing Bledsoe and uh, whatever Middleton excitement you may have had. Or if you're going to roll out Ursan Ayasova. Who I got wrong the other night. I played some, but I didn't play enough. I did not expect he was going to play 26 minutes. Probably more if that game was closer. Um, and he just crushed. Now I'm just not excited about anything. But, like, of course, you could play Giannis just like you could play Harden, just like you play LeBron at AD. Pick like, can you rank those like Giannis versus those other three guys as far as the big studs? Uh, honestly, I'm I'm kind of 
shook, not only because of Mangone, but because I kind of expected Giannis to just sit. Uh, mm-hmm. So I didn't really think about him too much. Um, I probably, I think it is somewhat interesting to play him because I don't, I still don't think anybody's going to play him. Um, either and we and we've seen him get there in, in 28 29 minutes before obviously not likely we'd prefer the minutes but um especially with half this memphis team uh you know sitting i think it's tough to assume that you, this game will stay close and Giannis can you know capitalize on the minutes here um so i think if you have a handful of lineups i would probably rather take a shot on Giannis than harden um but i think it's close i just think Giannis will go you know, extremely overlooked. I literally don't think anyone's going to play him. So I, I would probably play Giannis over Harden. Uh, the Memphis side is probably more interesting here. Again, with Ja being out, uh, we're probably going to see, almost definitely see Tyus Jones and DeAnthony Melton split the uh, the point guard minutes. We've seen them basically flip-flop and play 48 minutes total. We've seen a couple times where they've crisscrossed and actually played a few minutes in the court and played a total of like 52, 53, give or take. Um, they're both super cheap. They're both, uh, they're both $10 on Yahoo. Uh, DK Melton's 3-9, Fandley's 4-1. Jones is a little bit more expensive on Fandle at 4-3, a little less expensive on DK at 4, I'm sorry, 3-7. Melton's a better fantasy player. He's been the better fantasy fantasy player this year, 1.15 fantasy points, as opposed to Jones' 0.83. But Jones, uh, his minutes are probably a little bit more secure. Uh, Probably a better defender, uh, probably a better actual real-life basketball player. I mean, people used to say when he was in in Minnesota, people saying this Jones guy should be a starting point guard somewhere and should be starting ahead of uh, Teague, I believe uh, people were saying. I'm not mistaken. So Melton, Jones, either, both, thoughts? Yeah, I really like Jones. You know, I think people are going to prefer Melton over uh, Jones. But, you know, on DraftKings, Jones is cheaper. And I still think Melton will be more popular. I get it. You know, Melton's been playing with the second unit, so he's been much more efficient, better per minute player. Um, Assist rate is slightly lower, uh, higher rebound percentage, and then, you know, about the same usage so far this year. So, um yeah, I still think I would just rather play Jones, especially if Melton's going to be the chalkier one. I think Jones is more secure for the minutes. Obviously, we've seen these minutes flip-flop. You know, we've seen a game where Melton gets 30 and Tyus Jones only gets 20, but we've seen uh, in two games where Morant's been out where Jones gets like you know, the 30 mark and Melton's playing 22 to 24 minutes. So I think if that happens here, uh, it's a good chance that Jones outscores Melton. And, you know, $200 cheaper, I know it's not much, but, you know, I don't think it's horrible by any means. So I think Jones, I prefer him over Melton a little bit, but, I think they're, you know, somewhat interesting together. I think you can play them both, um, especially with Grayson Allen out because that opens up another uh, spot on the wing. You know, maybe they'll play Melton at the two a little more or even Jones at the two. So I think that's something to at least consider uh, playing them both together. Clark is out to a different position, obviously. Uh, I'm checking out our projections as far as minutes. And it's basically what I would expect. Jones at 26, Melton at 24. Essentially uh, 48 minutes of point guard and a few minutes or so when they kind of cross over and play together. Uh, as far as ownership, we're, uh, I'm seeing 15% on Jones, Melton at 14%. Again, these uh, numbers will be more and more refined the closer we get to lock. Uh, and I probably should refresh because maybe things will change. Well, things will definitely change with that Giannis information. I'm not sure if our ownership took into account Giannis playing or not playing. Who knows? What about Triple J and interest in him or Valanchunas? Yeah, if uh, if Giannis was going to be out, I was going to be really high on one of these guys just Same. because I feel like that that defense would be so weak without Giannis in the middle. But with Giannis in and with all the minute worries with, with Jaron Jackson Jr. because of foul trouble and then Valanciunas just because he doesn't really play a ton of minutes right now, um, not really for me. Mangone says to check your Twitter. I, I, are you vetting pictures as we're going along as far as doing the show? I think you're multitasking <laughs> over there. Yeah, he sent me a, a, a funny picture from Christmas a few years ago where I uh, was a little bit too uh, not sober. So, yeah, he's going to It was a Friday night. 
I think it was Christmas Eve, actually. So. Well, there you go. Yeah. Little Thursday. Is it kicking back on the old eggnog? Somebody spiked the eggnog, I suppose. Do you like eggnog? Yeah. Side note, eggnog. Yes. Uh, I've never. I don't know if I've ever had it. I think I've like sipped on it once, but I never like really drank it. Drank it. So it's kind of gross. It's like a meal. That's what know. I've heard. I've heard it's gross. Nobody in my family likes it, so it's never really around. I've never had it spiked. I just had it straight up. But all right, let's move on. We got no. We said no shenanigans. Why are we talking about eggnog? What, what just happened here? Uh, we got what. We got three games left. We're well on time. We got, we're going to have time yeah. for questions in the chats. We're cruising through this two man booth. The intimate show is doing a, doing a lot of work here for sure. And there you go. I think Van Gogh just threw it up in chat for the people. Yeah. You were either thirsty or really festive. Something's going on there. You're having a good time for sure. Nice guy. Golden State and Utah. 211 is the total. Here's the fun game. Uh, Utah, of course, is projected to smash their 14 point favorites here, despite the fact they've been disappointing this season but that's uh that's what play facing golden state will do especially if draymond's out pascal's out as well too for what it's worth so well speaking of christmas is it christmas season is it marquis christmas season because oh man uh yeah i mean you know minutes equal money he actually is a good fantasy point meter player if he can keep his hands to himself and there are probably pass where he only plays like 17 minutes and there's probably pass where he plays 31 32 minutes um Marquise Chris is one of those value plays, though, and he's never a fun roster when he's chalky. But here we are. Looney's not playing any minutes. You got to play five dudes. Uh, Spellman's another cheapie that's potentially uh, you know in the works, and I figure both those guys are also blowout proof as well. And I guess if this game stays tight, you can play some D'Angelo Russell. You can do that too. Uh, what are we doing here as far as the Golden State side? Yeah, I like D'Angelo Russell a ton. I know, I know he's one of uh, JSU's favorite players. We're not considering, you know, him going off, sending that game to overtime, and uh, putting a nice little night for uh, JSU on the scoreboard. I think it was Wednesday. So yeah, so I I really like him here, especially when you take Kai Bowman out, you take Draymond Green out, you take Eric Pascal out. A lot of usage to go around, a lot of shots to go around. The issue is keeping this game close, and if anyone's going to do it, it's D'Angelo Russell. So um, yeah, D'Angelo Russell is the main guy for me. I think Alec Burks is pretty interesting. Uh, Marquise Chris, I like a lot, but if he's chalky, I always think you can fade that chalk and then like play a guy like Spellman because those two are going to, you know, not, I don't think both of those guys get there too frequently and they definitely impact each other's minutes and playing time and, and production. So, um, you can easily fade Marquise Chris and then go to Spellman. Spellman's $200 more expensive on, on FanDuel and I think it's like 700 or 600 cheaper on DraftKings. So that's where the difference is. And that probably would be where the difference in ownership is as well. So that's kind of where I'm at with Golden State. Chris, 11 bucks on Yahoo. Spellman, $10 on Yahoo. I'm pulling up our minutes projection. This is a tough one to project. We got Chris projected for 27 minutes. If he plays 27 minutes, and by the way, the matchup's not good. Like, the matchup's not good. But yeah. if he plays 27 minutes, Chris on the season's a over a fantasy point minute player, 1.1 on FanDuel and Yahoo, 1.07 on DK. Uh, Spellman's just over a fantasy point minute as well. Both those guys pretty solid. Spellman projected for 24 minutes. Like, in theory, they both should be fine. But these games aren't played in theory. They're actually played. And yeah. we've seen Marquise Chris play, and he's had some 40-point games, and he's had some 8-point games. Uh, and like you say, he's not a guy that you necessarily like to embrace when he's chalky. Uh, what are we seeing? 24% right now as far as his ownership projection and Spellman at 16%. This is uh, – I had Yahoo up earlier. This is DK projections. Is that too high? Like, are you going to lose because Marquise Chris puts up a 40 or, you know – yeah, probably uh, not. Yeah, he definitely has the like he is a, a really good permanent player. It's just the the way the rotations can fall, especially with you know Looney being back and and Robinson being able to play the four. 
like the, the rota- rotations can really fall in an unfavorable, unfavorable way for Chris. So that's, I think, is where the issue is going to be. And plus, they haven't really showed any willingness to like throw him out there for like 30 plus minutes. But the thing is, he played all five minutes in overtime in that game. And he essentially was in the closing rotation with, uh, I think he played like 13 second half minutes or something like that in that, in that game against the Knicks. So I do think he's interesting. I think if he was going to be 25%, I don't think that's, that's bad. If he's going to be like 60 or 70%, uh, how we've seen some of these chalky guys get uh, this year, I think that would be pretty bad. But at 25%, I don't hate that. I still think that's okay. Uh, Bradley's not playing, which seems like a nothing whatever, but like that's kind of sort of somewhat interesting, I guess, because just like who's defending those guys in garbage time, Bradley won't be out there. It might be a guy like Yang. Um, you know, Gobert's a great play. If this game stays close, like Gobert should absolutely smash. You mentioned Looney. They're just not giving Looney any minutes. What? Like I can't imagine he's projected more than like 15. Yeah, but yeah, but I'm just saying that those are 15 yeah. minutes that they could easily run. They've showed willingness to play him and Collie Stein together, so those are minutes that could take away from uh, Chris. So that's all. I'm, he's probably only going to play 14, 15 minutes, but yeah, uh, those are minutes that are going out away from Chris. Yeah, we have Looney projected for 14, um, and that we have the we're projecting those guys to start side by side, like you said, four and the five. But you know, Looney doesn't stick around too long necessarily. Uh, and if you're playing, you know, if you're playing Russell. You're definitely uh, you're definitely running it back. I don't with either a Gobert or a Mitchell. Yes, I assume. Um, I like to. I don't think you necessarily need to. I think in an ideal world, you would like to because you know obviously if Russell's going to have a monster game. It's because the game's staying somewhat close. But you know, I think the usage and the, and the production that he could possibly have with all these guys out could cut into uh, could make up for some like a lack of minutes here. But I really like Donovan Mitchell. I think we're finally seeing a spot where. People aren't clamoring over Donovan Mitchell where he's not going to be 50% owned. Um, so I do think it will still be somewhat popular, but I think playing Mitchell or Gobert or even Ingles, who I also like with, uh, with Russell's interesting. Why is Mitchell not – is it people just afraid of the blowout? Is that the reason? Or it's just like there's better options in a nine-game slate? The price is not great? Why do you think people aren't going to play him? I think it's because after la- after the start of last game, he was a confirmed beta. I don't know if you saw my tweet, but <laughs> the way he just uh, – the first quarter of la- – I think the first half of last game, he just let Ingles dictate everything. So I went and tweeted Donovan Mitchell confirmed beta. So I think that's why people are – You saw you your know, tweet, respond- 20 shots. How, how many shots yeah. you want for an alpha? I know, but it was just the, f- the first quarter he had like negative fantasy points. So I tilt <laughs> tweeted, and then the whole world saw it. So now he's now he's not popular. So you're he welcome, everybody. There. Yeah, no, so he got <laughs> he got there. Yeah, and I was like, all right. Tim Kardashian much- retweeted your, your your confirmed beta for Donovan yeah. Mitchell. Everybody saw it. <laughs> My plan worked exactly how I wanted to. I wanted him to see the tweet at halftime, yes. come out, have a big second half, and then people to see the tweet, have it in their head, not play him. And now we're here. He had a big game last game. Now he's gonna have a big game here. Nobody's gonna play him. He should. Uh, you mentioned Jingles. We like Jingles still. The price has been elevated a little bit, but still the spot's good. Of course, no Connolly. We've seen his rates get spiked, and of course the matchup here against Golden State's pretty solid. And they don't really have a lot, like a ton of like competent backups of Utah. Um, they're not exactly Houston, but they seem to keep their starters out a little bit longer. Just like that's sort of like anecdotal. Yeah. I'm sure there's yep. probably actual like evidence in this, but just by watching, hashtag watching the games, like uh, it feels like, you know, like they'll keep Harden out there. D'Antoni doesn't care. He just, he keeps the studs out there for so long, but like Utah does at a certain degree as well too. So uh, Ingles, what say you as far as Jingle and Joe? Uh, I like Joe Ingles on... On FanDuel, where he's like somewhat significantly cheaper than Bogdanovich, and I think on Yahoo, he's, he's a lot cheaper too. But um, on DraftKings, I don't think you can play Ingles because Bogdanovich is $100 more expensive. So just play Bogdanovich, who is uh, a lot better, in my opinion, and, and a better fantasy player. Um, so just do that on, on DraftKings. 
But yeah, and then you can go to Moutier too if you're kind of uh, you know just looking for a blowout, and that's all. But I don't, I don't love that, it by any is means. Is that necessary? That's, it seems like you're no, yeah, yeah, not at all, not at all. But if people want to do that rather than playing the Tyus Jones and Anthony Melton uh, fiasco with a possible chalk, I don't hate it. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think Moutier is behind those guys, and maybe he's ahead of these guys like the Derek Waltons and the Jerome Robinsons right. of the world. Uh, right, we talked yeah. about it before as far as the Clippers, uh, that they're missing a lot of their guards. Beverly's out with his head. Uh, Lou Williams is out as well. Shamit is out. We haven't seen anything official as far as Jermichael Green, not a guard, but worth noting he is questionable. Uh, and it's, so they're going to be thin, and they have a great matchup against Minnesota. 229.5 is the total, big number. 117 as far as their team total, five-point favorites against Minnesota. I don't really get excited about playing, you know, George or Leonard, you know, unless the other guy's out, but this seems like a good spot for them. I'm not sure if you can play them both necessarily. Of course, Cat uh, Miller's side, um, he's too cheap on DK. As far as I can tell, I think he's like 9-9 or 9-8, maybe 9-5. Nine and change, uh, $47 on Yahoo. Of course, if this game stays tight, it's probably because Cat is doing some things. We don't know about Teague. He's 18 bucks on Yahoo. I think he's 5K on Vandal. Um, interesting. Keep an eye on that one. Who really knows what information – we're going to get on that. We might not get information uh, up the lock as far as certain sites at lock because it's at 8, well, 8.30 on the East Coast, so an hour and a half uh, after the lock for some sites. Um, Clippers, T-Wolves, thoughts? Yeah, it's, it was hard to, you know, allocate these minutes for these guards here because there's three guards um, and then kind of Magruder, who I guess you can consider a guard, but he's more of a, a small forward for me. So Walton, Robinson, and Mann are probably going to have to soak up some minutes here um and deciphering who's going to be the one to get the majority of them was hard I think Jerome Robinson is is one of the clear favorites for him he's played the majority of the minutes in games in the past we've seen Derek Walton and Terrence Mann be DNPs quite frequently this year but between Mann and Walton I, I really think it's a coin flip I know our Roto Grinders projection projections have them going to Walton over Mann with uh Mann getting 17 and and Walton getting 25 as a, as a Michigan Wolverine fan, I would love to see Derek Walton get those minutes. Um, I'm not too confident in it. I I kind of prefer Terrence Mann. I think he is the higher upside play. We've seen him, you know, really have big games in the, in the late ends of blowout games or games where he gets minutes. So um, I don't love any of them. And I would, I would prefer Moutier over all three of these guys and definitely prefer yeah. the Memphis guys over these three. But sorting those guys out is a headache. I think Jerome Robinson's the safest for the minutes. And Terrence Mann's probably the highest upside one. But I don't want to mess with it really i yeah i like you try to dig into it and then i just I, at some point i realized i don't think it's necessary i don't think it matters yeah. and you talked about how sometimes they, they crush and blow out yeah sure they're gonna crush and blow out when right. there's no paul george and Kawhi leonard on the court but on the season and this is everything walton has a 0.52 fantasy points per minute robinson at 0.66 man at 0.73 and we're begging for 25 minutes out of one of these guys just not necessary that's it that's that, that's where i'm at uh how yep. about the big boys how about george and leonard um yeah i like uh, deciding between the two is tough for me um i do think i have interest in them i want to decipher that this but i think i prefer Kawhi, especially with uh leonard or with uh, lou williams off the floor i think they do get a small bump here so i prefer Kawhi here and the price on DraftKings is pretty close on fanduel i might prefer george because of the position you know he's not playing the same position as sabonis uh and he's a little bit cheaper so on fanduel i pro- probably prefer paul george but um over on DraftKings, i prefer leonard what about the T-Wolves? Cat, uh, we talked about to some degree. Feel free to expand on that. Would you be willing to take a shot and roll a dice uh, and roster Teague on a, on a site like Fandle where you don't really know? Is it you know, risk-reward? Is it worth it? 
of course, you're making 150 lineups. Sure, I, I suppose why not throw a dart or two, but on your first two or three, maybe not. Uh, your take as far as Minnesota? Uh, I'm just not getting to it a whole lot. Cat is someone that I'm getting to a little bit over on uh, on DraftKings. On Fandle, not getting into a whole lot. Um, but yeah, I I don't really want to mess with Teague. I don't know if he necessarily comes with a, a ton of upside. And then you know, compared with the the risk that you're taking on for it, so it's pretty much a stay away from me. There's a little bit of Towns. I do think you know. Once again, if you're playing, you know, Kawhi or, or Paul George, bringing it back with Towns makes sense, but I don't think it's necessary in this one. Yeah, I mean, Teague's flashed that upside two times the last four times out, but generally speaking, I agree with that sentiment that, like, he's not a guy that usually breaks the slate, but he crushed versus Utah and he crushed versus OKC in a ton of minutes, too, 36 and 40. Was one of those games in overtime? I don't recall. Uh, kind of skimming through the box scores, but a lot of minutes for sure, and who really knows as far as him. Uh, is there anything else here that's worth talking about, or shall we talk about the hammer? The chisel, that is the Knicks and Sacramento. Yeah, I'm all set on this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you talking about the New York and Sacramento too, or no? We'll, we'll see, uh, quite possibly. Uh, we yeah. got about 10 minutes before we step aside and get out of here. Of course, we're going to answer as many questions as possible. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, like, subscribe, ask some questions. Devin, he's been pulling them all show long. Uh, I'm also in the RG chat, going to do our best to uh, grab some questions over there. If you happen to see any questions, feel free to pull them. And we'll knock those out. Again, we're going to still talk about the Knicks in Sacramento. And we also want to mention if you guys join us late, uh, we're running a free. Free tonight, Lineup HQ is the Yahoo uh, specific because you can build lineups on Roto-Grinders here. Build 150, to be precise, and throw them in the free roll. That link's going to be dropped in chat for you guys as well. Uh, you know, 150 lineups. Take a shot. It doesn't cost you anything. Only like five minutes or so. It's very easy to build. Even a moron like me who has no clue how to work these things. Tech, uh, not very tech savvy. I figured it out. So, uh, all right, have at it. The Knicks, Sacramento, 209.5 is the total. Sacramento's a nine-point favorite. And speaking of things that might not be worth trying to figure out, Kyle, uh, is it worth trying to figure out uh, the Knicks' rotations? Yeah, uh, I, I don't <laughs> – okay, so when the Knicks are at home and, they're, you know, they're playing while I'm still awake for the most part and can watch the game and check and see, you know, who's playing and – when whatnot and follow the game along in real time. Um, it's, I think it's easier. But when they're on, they're on the West Coast swing right now and they have the new coach, and so now I'm just sitting here wanting to just smash my head in with stuff while I'm trying to decipher the yeah. rotation. Um, like we see R.J. Barrett play 46 minutes in the overtime game against uh, Golden State, played 18 minutes in the game before that. Um, so that stuff's going to happen. The one thing that I have noticed that has been pretty constant is that Mitchell Robinson is pretty a pretty much a safe bet to play 25 plus minutes with the new coach Mike Miller um so he's the one that I have interest in here he's a pretty high upside play considering you know he does uh do pretty well in peripherals as a good permanent player better on Fanduel where the block is obviously worth more um but yeah other than that that's pretty much it but I, I hate deciphering the, these rotations but uh, yeah it's pretty much just Mitchell Robinson for me that's where I'm at. Now, the coach, if he gets seven fouls, he can't let him stick. He, yeah, so he's 25 minutes, assuming he stays out of foul trouble, which is somewhat of an assumption to some degree. We saw Bagley come back last game. He straight, he played strictly back up five, for what it's worth. Uh, I'm not really sure if that's going to be the plan going forward. It was his first game in a while. Uh, Bogdanovich is cheap, but he continues to like look not like Bogdanovich, but the matchup is good. Um, the Sacramento side, like, you know, heels okay. I don't know if I'm playing them. I'm not seeking them out, but if I land on them, so be it. And I'm at a quandary with Bogdanovich, and I just don't know if I need him. But, like, in theory, if he was healthy, Bogdanovich playing 30 minutes versus New York at these prices, I'd love it. And we're not privy to, like, the medical reports, but he just does not look right. So 
Sacramento, yeah. your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm a, hopefully, hopefully, eventually, loyalty will pay off here. I played Bogdanovich at this price tag, you know, the past like three games, and he's getting the minutes, just not doing anything. So hopefully, eventually, he'll tap into my my text that I've been sending him, that I've been playing him every single night, and that you know I still have faith in him, and he'll understand that you know I have his back, and he'll put up a good game here. So I think you can still play him here at the price. The price is just too cheap. We've seen the upside at a much higher price. Like a couple of weeks ago, we were playing this dude at seven k. So mm-hmm. now he's four seven. I understand he does not look right at all, but he, the minutes are there. So, you know, he's played 30 minutes the last two games. So I, I'm going to try it again. It's like, like you said, it's a good matchup against this awful New York Knicks defense. So, um, but Donovich is the one that I have interest in. All right. If you guys are in the RG chat, I'm doing my best to get some of your questions. I'm scrolling up and I scroll back down. I have a bunch of questions from YouTube as well. Uh, DK tournament specific Spellman or Hill. I'm guessing that's Hill on Milwaukee. It's Spellman, or it right? could be Solomon Hill. But yeah, I'm taking Spellman over both of them. Yeah. How about the Hills combined versus Spellman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take Spellman. Uh, so- Solomon Hill is like one of those guys. He's like one of the lowest usage uh, fantasy point minute guys. At least he has been in the past. He's not, he's like a Tony Snell type, is he not? That's that's the way I think of him. He, he's rich, man. He had that, well, that huge contract. That's all that matters. So. He did get paid. I think New Orleans paid him a good bit, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. For him. No, I don't yeah. begrudge that. Uh, this is for you specifically in tournaments. Can you play Tyus and Melton together? Yeah, I think you like, I've mentioned that I just typed it back in the chat cause I wasn't sure if that was going to be a QQ, but with Grayson Allen being out, I think you can kind of, uh, assume that one of these guys might pick up some extra, uh, two guard minutes. So I, I don't think there's necessarily a ton of upside. Like the upside isn't massive with it, but I do think it's okay if you want to go, uh, and jam in a stud like Giannis or Harden. Uh, tech niner in our chat here, a twofer for cash. This is a tricky one because it's cash. I love Cat, but I don't love Russell for cash. Uh, okay, so Cat and Russell versus Sabonis. Ah, it just jumped on me. If a new quote and Sabonis and Westbrook. <laughs> oh, I Did don't get that or no. D- was that DraftKings? Yes. Um, I would I would take the first one. I don't I don't like Russell Westbrook a lot. I love Sabonis, um, and I do think Russell is good for GPPs only for cash. But I, I guess I would take the first one. Pick one for FanDuel Cash, Hero versus Richardson, shooting guard. Uh, Hero, because I don't think he's going to be limited minute-wise. Pick one for Cash, Chris versus Mike Scott. I think the answer is Chris. Yeah, the DFS darling, Marquise Chris. (laughs) Nobody likes him in DFS. We live in the world of a salary cap, Kyle. You know this. Um, All right. Which centers are you using on FanDuel? Who's in your pool? Uh, Embiid, Robinson. Um, Cat is... Somewhat interesting, but I don't love it on FanDuel just because of pricing. Um, Gobert. So it would probably be Gobert and Bede and, and Mitchell Robinson for me. Those, those would be the main three. Uh, some questions here from YouTube. Would you play Elf Payton? No. I don't think I would either. Uh, do you like Gobert at center? You said you like Gobert at center. I like yep. him too. I wish he was a little bit cheaper in some spots and, you know, somewhat cautious that that game blows out, but it's the general thought just, always is. Just play D-Lo with him. Yes. Yeah. But I'm thinking for cash, but like, yeah. And just yeah. as far as a cash game bill, but yeah, I mean, go bear. Right. If he especially gets like 34, 35 minutes should be a really strong play tonight. Uh, who's handling the ball uh, on the Clippers. That's a good question. Who's their de facto point guard tonight. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised to see them just let Paul George do it uh-huh. uh, with the, with the starting unit, but it's going to depend on the starting rotation. Like if we see a, a guy like, uh, Jerome Robinson or, or Terrence Mann or Derek Walton start, I would assume them. But until now, I'm just going to assume uh, – as of now, I'm going to assume Paul George is going to do it. 
couple of guys that I'm just sort of meh about, uh, Lamb or Warren, if you're picking one of those two. Uh, I'll go Lamb. I don't love either one, though. That's that's kind of where I'm at, too. Uh, would you play Derek Walton Jr.? He's super cheap, obviously. We kind of talked about it. Yeah. Um, you're not terribly enthused. It sounds like you like Moutier more. Is that correct? Yeah, I would prefer Moutier. I think he just comes with more upside, especially if you're banking on a blowout. But if Walton's starting, I think you can definitely play him. Yeah, uh, and we liked again, it, depending on how much the salary they may have, we like the Memphis GPs even a little bit more. They're a little bit, yeah, a little definitely. bit more expensive. Uh, pick one of these two centers, Capella or Gobert. Uh, Gobert for me. What about Slomo, Kyle Anderson? No, I don't. I think I'm really worried about. He just hasn't played a ton of minutes. I I think they'll just prefer to give the minutes to Melton or or Jones at that two instead of him. So I'm just gonna go with those two. Yeah, well, I, mean, I don't think they've played. Yeah, is that they they play side by side on occasion for just yeah, a few they minutes have, here and there. But yeah. uh, Anderson just doesn't get a lot of minutes. Like no matter the, basically no matter the situation, we've seen yep. him get eked around twenty five or so. But he is he is. They're probably asking because he's slow. He's still a minimum on DK. He's three K. Yeah. So I understand the question, but nobody ever wants to play him. Maybe he plays oh. twenty five minutes. He's okay, but uh, there's really no ceiling there. Uh, yeah. Would you fade both Harden and ABC? I think you can. I I mean I'm not full fading them, but you know if I in my main lineup I don't have either of them right now. So, I mean in, in my MMEs I'll have them, but um, so I think you can fade them, not necessarily full fade them, but yeah. Earlier you said you like Tyus over Melton as far as the cheapies on Memphis. Can you expand on that as far as why? I I just think Tyus Jones is going to be uh, not chalky compared to Melton. So just GPP wise, you get you gain leverage by playing Jones over Melton. I think Melton's going to be fairly popular, and if Melton uh, fails, I think Jones is going to be the, the direct person benefiting from that. So I think it makes a lot of sense. I think the cheap point guards going to decide a lot on Fandle tonight. We talked about a couple before as far as Hero. Now they're asking Richardson versus Sacramento Bogdanovich. Like, which one of those cheapies is going to rise? Uh, I'm going to take Bogdanovich. I still think he has. I still think he has the upside, and he's. We've seen him play the minutes. Like I said, he's played the 30 minutes in the last two games. Richardson, I I don't see him getting the 30 here, especially with the minutes being announced, the minutes limit being announced. So I'm going Bogdanovich. Couple more before we step aside and get out of here. Ingles versus teammate Utah Bogdanovich. Oh, Bogdanovich, easy. Uh, is three Utah players and two Warriors. Uh, is that a bad stack? I don't think so. No, I don't think so at all, especially if you're going to – obviously you're hoping for that game to stay close. I think you would probably want the right ones. You probably need D'Lo and Mitchell in there to make sense or at least go bare. So just do the right ones. Remove your bias. Duncan Robinson, is he a sneaky play tonight? No. I almost wrote him up as the biggest bust on the expert survey, but I didn't want to get made fun of, so I just didn't do that. Who was it? Who was your biggest bust? Do you remember? Um, if you don't remember, so don't worry. It's in the contents. <laughs> I yeah. forget what I write sometimes. It doesn't mean you don't believe it. Just You write so many things. Yeah. Uh, how many points does Mike Scott tort score tonight? Twenty. How many fantasy points? Um, I'll say I'll say twenty-five. Okay. Uh, last but not least, finish strong here, Costanza style. Uh, revenge game for Alec Burks. Any interest? Yeah, I do. I think he's really interesting, especially considering Kai Bowman's gone, Draymond Green's gone, so he's gonna. I assume he's gonna be the backup primary ball handler behind Russell. So I think he's very interesting. Kerr said Bowman's going to be relegated to the G League for a while for what it's worth. Uh, Kyle, give me, a, give me a hot take before you step aside and get out of here. D'Angelo Russell's going for 50 real ones. Whoa, that is yeah. scalding. I like it. That, that was in my expert survey. I remember that one. <laughs> Stay tuned for crunch time. If you guys are premium members, uh, like and subscribe on, on uh, the YouTube. Again, the Yahoo free, free roll. The link will be in the chat one last time. Get 150 free shots. 
Doesn't cost you anything. Use the RG line of filter for Yahoo specifically for free. He's Kyle. I'm Dean. Enjoy your weekend. Kyle, enjoy your thirstiness. We're out of here. Holler. Thank you.